when you start submitting to music libraries, they're publishers. So what's going to happen is you're going to sign, most cases, a 50-50 deal. They're going to take the publisher's share of royalties. You're going to take the writer's share of royalties. You'll probably split any upfront sync fees 50-50, um, and they're going to register the works on your behalf um, as a publisher. So your publishing company will you know won't have any use in that situation yo what's good this is clint your host on the music is my business podcast the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career if you want your questions answered live join me on youtube at clint music on wednesdays at 12 p.m eastern time and let's chop it up now let's dig into this week's episode. Yeah, so I just had some coffee. So if I'm talking super duper fast, it's cause I'm amped up on caffeine right now. Um, usually I have my coffee like earlier in the day, um, <clears throat> but this is what happened. We ran out of creamer and my wife, you know, had her cup of coffee. And then when I, you know, went to go get the creamer, it was like a drop in there. So. Your homeboy didn't get any any coffee uh, this morning around 7.30 and my son woke up again in the middle of the night. Um, so yeah, everybody in the house sleepy. So I had to go get some coffee, man. I ran to Dunkin' Donuts and was just like, yo, we need this, we need this caffeine because I was dragging. Kenneth Johnson, what's good? This is Kenneth from ATL. We spoke before about BMI and the search for my name, but there are about seven Kenneth Johnsons what else can I do so I can get started on my sinks? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that because we did, we looked up the little wet repertoire thing on the, the website. Um, so if there's seventh Kenneth Johnson's, can you, you should be able to click on each profile. Um, you have a middle name? If you have a middle name, click through all of the Kenneth Johnson's and like see if, the one that has your middle name is on there um because that does happen a lot you know a lot of people have the same first name and last name but that middle name is kind of what separates us uh, especially if you have one like mine which is very very different <laughs> um makes it easier to, to distinguish between everyone so uh did you click on each one and see if there's a middle name um that would be that would be my next step <clears throat> And then, uh, shoot, if that doesn't work, I do, and they didn't have any more info other than the number. Um, okay. So, yeah, man, you, uh, man, do they have a contact number on that joint? Uh, somebody, like, an email, support email from BMI. Did you get a, uh, did you get, a, like, a confirmation email when you first signed up? something give us something bmi what's up ben ben good to see you john tindall said need that coffee bro that is a fact gotta have it the crazy thing like i was never a big coffee drinker right like i was always i just never needed it like i during my college career I maybe had one or two cups of coffee like all five years of college uh, I just didn't I didn't need it I did drink energy drinks though those those were those were my joints um, and then I, I chilled out on those um, and then you know after college I was just never I, I never liked the taste of it um, or anything like that and then um, I started I started drinking like caramel frappuccinos um and then those were good i was just like this is kind of good um so then that kind of transitioned into um some other some other coffee beverages and then we had our son and i just went all in like i was just like there's no way i'm functioning without some type of caffeine um so i started drinking hot coffee frozen coffee shoot coffee with I mean, I just, just been ODing on coffee. Um, so it's been a lifesaver. Uh, let's see. Made another hit from Atlanta, but I live in Philly. That's what's up. Um, I heard some dope music come, comes out of Philly, too. A lot of good talent. Tellery Axe TV, good morning. How are you? 
Kenneth Johnson didn't get anything, no confirmation. Jeez, BMI, like, what's the problem, man? What is the problem? Yeah, like, honestly, outside of that, um, you know what? Let me see, dude. I may have a, uh, it's been years, but I may have a contact. <clears throat> I may have a, con a direct contact with BMI. Um, I can't guarantee it, but because you know, people be like in and out and in and out. All right, um, what's the best way for me to do this? If you follow me on Instagram. At Clint Music, send me a DM with your name and then remind me of the BMI situation because my DMs get real crazy sometimes. So remind me of this situation. I'm going to DM you this uh, this lady over at BMI um, to at least give you a direct contact and maybe she can point you in the right direction um, to get that situated. Because, I mean, it's like you're one of their writers like it shouldn't be this hard to get in touch with somebody but i, I know how it is because i used to deal with bmi um <clears throat> yeah so hopefully that'll help uh, all right who else we got in here shout out to everybody just joining uh let me know where you're from and what you do I was just like, what happened to my music? Y'all can hear it. I can't hear it because I turned it down on my side. Made another hit. Uh, the question is, do you have tips on releasing your first music on streaming services? I want to release instrumentals. Um, I, I do it. Like, the only tip I really have is just, you know, just... Um, man just i just do it you know like i use uh i use distro kid they make it super simple uh, especially if you're doing instrumentals and releasing a lot you just pay like a one-time fee per year and um and you can upload an unlimited amount of music um so this episode is, <laughs> is sponsored by distro kid if you want to save seven percent uh, just go to distro kid dot com slash vip slash clint music and that's my vip link it'll get you a discount um when you sign up um but yeah like just do it man like and just start putting music out there consistently and um yeah and just you know hopefully things kind of grow from there um they everything is pretty self-explanatory like as you go through the steps they let you know what kind of file types they need um artwork excuse me what kind of like artwork you need to upload and all of that stuff man so yeah um shoot just go for it drama good morning what's good uh maziah beats what's up Oh, okay. Biggest thing I'm concerned about is my tracks being mixed and mastered before I release them. Um, so yeah, just um, if they're not mixed and mastered, I would uh, I would definitely try and get them mixed and mastered. If if you can, if you have to outsource or something, or you know, use a you can use Fiverr. Like people be on Fiverr and stuff like that, like mix for mixing services. Um, or if you do it yourself, um, you know, try and do it the best of your ability the biggest thing like i feel like a lot of people they get caught up and and like never release anything because you know obviously as creators like we want things to be perfect a lot of us are perfectionists um but sometimes you have to make that first step and just like and put it out there like as is you know or to the best of your like mix it to the best of your ability if you can't get somebody to mix it and then just uh just start putting it out man getting that feedback and um it's probably not as bad as as you think um 
and then just continue to grow and improve from there but don't wait for perfection to start releasing your stuff you know so that'll be uh that'll be a tip that i would give John says, who are you with now as far as BMI? I'm with I'm with CSAC. I'm no longer with BMI. Um, so I'm with CSAC. They collect my performance royalties for me. Producer from Atlanta, that's what's up. We got Utah artist producer, dope. Conquest music from Chicago. What's up? Calvin Mark Smith, what's up, bro? Good to see you again. Uh Fitchburg, was that Mass? Um, an independent producer working on a few projects. Dope. Conquest is a producer. Telereacts TV. I'm good. No coffee, but I do have tea on deck. That's what's up, man. Um, my wife, she drinks. She drinks tea too. Um, she has all the, like these fancy tea glasses and whatnot. Um, it's like a filter. This. I don't know what it is. It's like it's glass, and it's you know you got the regular glass, but then you got like this filter glass that goes inside that. Then it has like a cap or something, some fancy. I don't know what she be doing with that, but uh, that's what's up. Um, we got a question from Maziah. It says, "Do you feel as a musician, is NFTs the beginning of something good or bad in the music industry?" Um, NFTs in the music industry. I think um, since it's, it's it's fairly new i definitely think it can be a good thing um i think everything can be a good thing or a bad thing just depending on the hands of you know whoever's creating this stuff but i feel like to to really benefit um from nfts like i feel like i feel like you'll have to have some type of strategy i feel like there has to be some type of value connected to the person releasing the nft because like if nobody knows you like what's the value of an nft that nobody like of from someone who nobody knows right um versus like if dr dre created an nft of like all this unreleased unheard music like people gonna bid on that joint because it's dr dre like you know what i'm saying like that's that's something that a, a lot of people around the world um, would, you know, would be interested in because of who Dr. Dre is um, and, and his legacy. So I feel like those are the type of NFTs that um, that would have the most value and, and, and impact on on someone. Um, but I think it's I think it's a creative way too to. Um, you know around strategy to um you know just kind of i don't know like give something special and dope to like to your community because like if you build a fan base or you build a following and they rock with you and like everything you do i think it's um especially like if you find a way to kind of gamify it or something like that i think i think it's i think it's pretty cool so i'm interested to see how um how it all progresses in regards to the music industry and and where it goes and you know uh it should be interesting so yeah that's a good question what's good Durf boy producer from alabama roll tide that's what's up uh four 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 play entertainment says is it a good eye is it good to start a publishing company before submitting beats to music libraries. I'm already signed to Song Trust. I want to know what's the best way. Okay, so um not necessarily like so when you start submitting to music libraries, they're publishers. So what's gonna happen is you're gonna sign most cases a 50-50 deal. They're gonna take the publisher share of royalties, you're gonna take the writer share of royalties, you'll probably split any upfront sync fees 50-50, um, and they're gonna register the works on your behalf um, as a publisher. So your publishing company will, you know, won't have any use in that situation. Um, it's more more importantly to have, 
you know, your writer's information registered uh, with um, with BMI, CSAC, ASCAP, whatever, whichever one you're with, or if you're in another country, whatever, you know, uh, performing rights organization you're with. Um, so yeah, um, you're, yeah, your pub it's you don't have to go out and start publishing company, you know, to start submitting to music libraries. Um, so yeah, you can go ahead and start doing that. It's, it's good that you're signed up with Song Trust, um, but again, since you're signing like a publishing deal, essentially licensing deal with the music libraries, uh, there won't be a whole lot Song Trust will do um, just because the libraries are the ones that that are supposed to be collecting everything for you um but you can always reach out to song trust ask them hey just sign the licensing deal you know what's the best way to go about it should i register these songs with you guys um or is that just something you know the music library has to handle on their end just to be sure um because you know every situation can be different so yeah, um, the best way if you're trying to get started with libraries, don't worry about starting a publishing company. Submit to the libraries, let the libraries act as the publisher, um, and then just ask Song Trust about that situation as far as collection and registering songs that you submit to libraries with Song Trust. Appreciate you coming through. John Tyndall says, "Do you use Sonar Works?" No, I don't. What is Sonar Works? I'm about to look it up. Like I'd be learning about like some some interesting things uh, here on these lives. So, but this is interesting. Oh, okay, so it. Sound ID reference software calibrates your speakers and studio headphones so you can trust that every mix will translate. That's interesting. No, I've never used it. Shout out to Team CSAC. Calvin says he's with CSAC as well. Shout out to all the new people coming in, man. As you guys are coming in, let me know where you're from and what you do. I'm answering questions. I'm here. Uh, we're here for about an hour. We're just chopping it up, hanging out. Um, yeah, that's that's super interesting, though. Walter Bowie, music producer, composer from Columbus, Ohio. O-H-I-O. Shout out to the Buckeyes. Noisy Neighbors, what's good, Clint? Uh, let's see, here of St. Louis to ask who should we submit music to to be placed in TV and film? The easiest way to get started in TV and film, music libraries, Google search, music libraries, music licensing companies. It's the best way, the easiest way to get started. They already have the connections and they need your music. So that's the easiest way. If you wanna, uh, if you want a free guide on how to get started, visit this link. Shown at the bottom of the screen, clintproductions.com slash link in bio and grab that free six-step guide so you can see what those steps look like and um, man, start working on getting your, your music submitted to TV and film. Joseph England Jr., what's up? Joseph's from Chesapeake, Virginia. I'm good, man. Yeah, yeah, the Zoom call was dope, man. Good seeing you guys and chopping it up with y'all. I did a, uh, for everybody who's like, what in the world is this dude talking about? I was, uh, I did a Zoom call on a, like a, it was like a, I guess a, a small community of, of people who are working to get their music placed in TV and film. Um, super dope people, super dope questions, and we just hung out uh, for a few minutes yesterday on a Zoom call and just chopped it up about licensing and, um, you know stuff i did to, to get started so yeah man super dope to uh to chop it up with y'all um and appreciate you coming through <laughs> noisy neighbors 
says, what are NFTs? What is it? Non-fungible token or something like that? Um, Google it. Google is probably going to explain it a lot better than I, than I will. Because um, even in explaining it, you'll like still be confused. <laughs> like um, but yeah, it's literally something like you can turn anything into an NFT pretty much. Um, but yeah, it's like it's just like different steps and levels and then sites where you can create an nft and all this stuff so yeah yeah just like google it youtube and then binge on the information because there's a bunch of it Telereact said it's called steeping she she's kind of fancy with it <laughs> yeah man i don't know nothing about no no steeping I heard my mom was, uh, they were chopping it up about it. I, was, I don't know what y'all talking about, man. Kim James, what's good? I uh, told my cousin Tiny Tavares to check out uh, your channel. I'm working on a production with them now. Dope, dope. That's what's up, man. I appreciate that. And um, yeah, man, tell, tell them come through. We here. Yeah, I'm, um, I got a bunch of content on here, on here, man. Videos, tutorials, um, all types of stuff, man. M. Edwards, what's up? Question is, what advice would you give for a musician doing non-mainstream music? For example, underground music or ex experimental stuff. Um, find out where people who listen to that kind of music or need that kind of music, find out where they hang out or find out where that music is used. Um, you know, is it, where do you hear that music a lot on? Is it streaming a lot on Spotify, on YouTube? Um, just really start to dig and like do research and see where it fits best. And then just like, shoot, make a bunch of it, man. And just crush it, start releasing it, um, create a playlist around it. And then, um, you know, reach out to, you may be able to find music libraries who like need, you know, the kind of music that you make, um, or they may not have a lot of it. And this is another way you can kind of get in. Like if you find a library that doesn't have a lot of what you make, you can approach them and be like, I notice, you know, you're kind of lacking in this category. Um, I specialize in this and, you know, would love to, you know, produce a, a you know, a, a production album or something um, with, you know, just focusing on this style of music and then kind of present that album to them. Um, that, that's another way to kind of get in if that's something that they need or that they're looking for. So, yeah, man, like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's there's a space for everything. It's just a matter of finding out where you know where that space is so yeah man nazi what's good the question is your course uh says you mostly do exclusive contracts for tv and film does that mean you no longer have ownership of sound recording and copyright that depends on the contract for the most part no it does not mean i don't have ownership of the sound recording copyright in most cases i retain ownership of the um the sound recording and the uh the the sound recording and the you know the composition and or lyrics just depending on what if it's a song or instrumental um so yeah but there are some companies where it's it's an exclusive contract and you're actually um signing over the copyright so some of them will want the copyright so you know just read your contracts and know like it's i'm not saying it's like the worst thing in the world depending on you know because like i said like i do like i did some 60 second tracks um I can make another 60 second track like i'm not really tripping on that and I, I still get residual royalties you know for as long as it's getting played but um you know 
I did I did that because I knew that the placements were um, were going to be solid placements on a show that plays a lot over and over and over again. So it wasn't a big deal, but I'm not going to put everything and sign everything off. Still want to own some stuff. Uh, so yeah, just keep that in mind. Depends on the agreement. Read the agreement and just know what you're getting into before you make a decision. What's up, Immaculate? Welcome back. Betsy from Boston, composer, producer. Appreciate your YouTube broadcast a lot. Thank you. I appreciate you coming through. Question, is music licensing slow right now or is it just me? Is the market saturated because we're all home composing? Um, that's a those that's a loaded question. So it, <laughs> It's picking up. Uh, it's a lot more going on than last year. Last year, obviously, slowed down dramatically. Um, I feel like, I don't know, like, I haven't seen as many briefs. But then I feel like it's a combination of things slow down and then they pick back up, like, a lot. And then, like, companies are, like, slammed and backed up. Um, so I think it's like a little combination of both, but I don't think it's saturated. It's, it's plenty of work, um, out there. I just read an article. Um, dang, did I take a, I think I took a screenshot of it. Let me see if I have it. Um, okay, here it is. It was on variety. It says Amazon spent. 11 billion on prime video and music content in 2020 which is a 41 percent increase so they spent 11 billion on tv series movies and music for its prime services last year um so that just goes to show you like they they're spending bread on creating more content and all those shows and movies and original series and all that stuff it all needs music um so I think I think it's gonna be plenty of work for us as composers. Um, we just got to keep hacking away and, and just making sure we're building um, good relationships with with good libraries and publishers and supervisors and all that stuff. So yeah, great questions. Do, 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 do. Noodle Hopper, what's good? Hopping noodles. Can having a social media presence help you get more music licensed? Should people make a separate business page site? So this is really good because it's like a it's like a yes and a no. Um, all right, so let's break it down. So on one side, we have no, you don't need a social media presence. Um, no one can know can no one no one has to know who you are i was about to say it was about to be weird what i was about to say but no one has to know who you are in order to get started in music licensing like you can just not exist on social media and you can you'll be fine um because again it's just a matter of submitting to the right people in the right companies and having good music they don't care like as a composer or producer they don't care what your social media presence looks like it's uh it's it's not that important in the the bigger scheme of things like does the music work for the scene period um so in that regard no you don't need a social media presence now if you're an artist an indie artist i believe it will definitely help if you have a social media presence and you actually look like an artist because um, a lot of music supervisors that tell you like they love discovering like dope new like indie talent that they can help um, and put money in their pockets and, and expose them. Um, but you got to have like your stuff together and look like you're taking your your art serious, right? Like you just can't be out here just being random and like, you know, what I'm saying just I don't know but if if they see that you're serious about your craft you're serious about your brand um they they'll they'll want to help you out um and it makes it easier because when they they share your music um and when your music gets placed 
people have somewhere to go to like check out more of your music or learn more about you as an artist or a band or whatever um and all of that stuff stuff helps and it works together especially in the larger scheme of you know your marketing strategy so i think licensing uh, can be a great way to work with what you're already building as a brand and if you're building a brand you should have social media presence absolutely um now i'm a composer i'm not like an artist or anything but um i have a social media presence obviously as i'm on youtube live but um i have a presence and i will say it has brought um opportunities um to me in regards to licensing just being able to connect with different people or people learning about me through my social media i've i've signed licensing deals um through that and, and met some really dope people um so yeah it can help um, I don't think it's necessary, but it can definitely help and it doesn't hurt. Um, so I'll say just, you know, figure out what lane you want to be in, what you're trying to do. Um, if if you want to build a brand, I recommend anybody to, to build a brand because that um, it just it, it can just really uh, it can it, it can just be dope and like allow you to build something bigger than just your music so yeah that's the the multi-part answer to that question shout out to noodle hopper thanks for coming through and thanks for asking a dope question uh calvin says so i'm my own publishing company and writer with csac i get 100 percent royalties just going through my catalog to update some older material for sync that's what's up uh Mazai says so should we sign up for the mlc with starting with libraries yeah i was i would sign up or at least see like if you're old something um yeah shoot see what's see what's good don't leave anything on the table how do you do your mastering so i have like a it's super basic you know what let me see i'm gonna do a uh let me open up a session and i'll show y'all um it's really simple like it's not it's not complicated and then a master engineer probably look at this joint and be like you don't know what you're doing but it sounds good um so yeah while i'm waiting for this to uh to open see if we have any other questions i'm with bmi do you have to have do you have to have work already in motion in order to be signed with csac um yes yeah so um so yeah so csac csac pretty much they it's invite only and really to like get invited like you have to have it's on their website too but like you have to have like a manager or attorney or agent or somebody reach out to them um on your behalf um to be affiliated and that's even if they're accepting new writers or, or publishers and things like that All right. All right, y'all. So this is all this is all I have on my master track. This is how I do master. So I have the whole session um produce everything in here and on my master track, I have Slate Digital, uh, the tape machine. Gives it, uh, it just adds warmth to it. it. It just sounds great, especially on the like the low ends and it, it just really beefs things up. Um, and then I have a master compressor on there, VG Red, and I use the glue preset, which pretty much does what I need to do. It glues everything together, makes it sound nice and solid. Um, 
And then the final touch is Slate Digital FGX. And this is where the volume and everything is boosted. Um, and then I can adjust these little transient things here. Um, and pretty much what, what I use these for is like, I, I want, I want the final version to sound exactly how it sounds when the, wait a minute, when the volume is, is all the way up, when it's mastered. So I want the mastered version to sound how the unmastered version sound as far as how the you know how the drums hit and just different things different transients um so that's what these are for it helps you do that so if you notice you know it, it's not as punchy on the low end uh once you master it then you can adjust this and you can turn it on and off and get it to match um kind of how it how it was um, before you did the mastering and then here, you know, you got your gain. You can add whatever gain you have left. And then I just make sure, usually once I set this to, to zero, I have it set on one of these. I don't know if it's the, uh, on one of these, but pretty much uh, it peaks at like negative 0.1 dB. Um, and that's it. That's all I have on my master chain it's uh it's super simple like i don't uh i don't use a boatload of stuff again i'm all about working efficiently and effectively to get the job done and that's it all right let's see shout out to everybody coming in swealthy what's good bro shout out to the homie swealthy how's everything Absolutely noisy neighbors. Mr. Show Nuff, what's good? The question is, what is the best format to have credits and experience to attract more music supervisors? Website, digital resume. Um you can have you can you can have a website. I don't think it's necessary though. Like honestly, they they really don't care like about the they don't really care about the resume. I mean, like is the is the music dope? You know what I'm saying? Have a, a clean playlist. I use disco.ac um but I've submitted stuff using, you know, box.com, just a folder of of music and then, you know, like a spreadsheet of, of metadata. Um being organized like having the splits having contact information like those things attract music supervisors like when you have those things in order um and prepared and and that's that's what i teach people in my like road to 10 placements courses like how to prepare and pitch things and have things ready and what to look out for so that you know when you if you are interacting with a music supervisor or a music library they'll know that you're not like just a producer who's just now getting started in this and like you kind of know you know s somewhat what what you're doing and what they need to make their lives easier um so having those things i think are, are more important than necessarily a resume um is again it's just like i had when i started reaching out to music libraries after my first initial placement i only had one placement um I mean, you may you may be able to mention a few shows that you worked on just to you know open up some some other doors, um, or find some common ground or something like that. But it's not you know not ne necessarily the the credits that that matter the most. It's just you know presentation and approach. What do you think of music sync libraries like Music Gateway and that pitch? I do not know. I haven't used them. Um, I'm gonna write them down though. Like I'm gonna write them down. I'm gonna start doing case studies on these companies that everybody asks me about. Uh, I get a lot of questions about Song Trader too. So maybe I'll do like a case study and like take y'all on a journey with me or something. 
Cause I don't know Like I never um, I never used Some of these companies Or it was like my first time Hearing about them um, But like between just You know people I know That are in licensing uh, Everybody's either You know just With the libraries That they've been working with Or um, You know just like Some direct uh, relationships or whatever so I have to check them out uh, Noodle Hopper says have you found work in forums that pertain to a certain media of film games etc for me I find I can get work from indie game developers that's dope so that's uh, me and a friend of mine uh, DIY Music Biz we he was discussing that uh, last year when I had the, the Road to Ten Placements virtual sessions um, and he was just talking about like just getting into like a lot of people want to get into video games and stuff like that um, and was just talking about just ways to work with you know like the indie game developers not necessarily thinking about uh, you know like the AAA games and things like that um are the really popular ones but but starting small on an indie level and um he was just saying like a lot of times they don't they're not even thinking about music or audio like a lot of times they need like sound design and effects and things like that but if you go in you know just doing some of that kind of stuff then you can kind of start introducing the idea of music and things like that and then you create more opportunity for yourself um, but that's that's a dope technique, you know, going in, in certain forums uh, where the focus is on it's a bunch of developers and then, you know, offering your services, offering value. I think that's super dope. Um, that's a that's a dope approach. It's the same the same. You can do the same thing, but even with like TV and film, like find forums where uh you know music supervisors and libraries are hanging out um there's sync sync licensing forums on i know they're on like facebook and um if you can stand to listen to people talk for hours and hours clubhouse um in fact there's there's one room and they, they have one tonight it's like the only room like i go to in clubhouse but it's uh it's control camp let me make sure i spell it right like this is if you're in the music licensing this is the best sync room on clubhouse that you can listen to but i want to make sure i give y'all the right uh the right joint because they like it's spelled it's not spelled out it's like abbreviated but shout out to control camp man um super dope bros put this together shout out to AT&T for not allowing me to or is it Instagram I think it's Instagram not allowing me to to be on the gram it's not refreshing alright well I won't waste time trying to there it is Alright, so let me put it up on the screen so y'all can see what I'm talking about. It went away again. I'm going to just spell it out and then y'all can look it up. So, control cam on clubhouse look it up join the room join the the club whatever but some of the dopest advice um that you can get in regards to licensing they have a room tonight they have it like every wednesday um at like 8 p.m and they have a website resources on there too um so yeah like i know these guys like they're legit they're not uh 
they're not trying to scam you or give you a bunch of bogus information um and i'm real careful about you know people that i share and refer to my followers and things like that but you guys are in good hands with control camp so check them out um super dope info on clubhouse m edwards no doubt no doubt shout out to the new people coming in let me know where you guys are from and what you do we got new york in the building shout out to kim said i heard some of your stuff that's why i want my cousin to check you out we are working on the reinvention of the tavares uh, you heard it first you know clint music that's what's up shout out to the uh tavares i hope i hope i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly pennsylvania in the building shout out to uh, uh junior taylor gang the question is if i use loops and samples from places like splice can i still get my music out there uh yes and no um obviously splice is there as a resource for producers to make music um you can put your music out there you know using spice or whatever as long as it's within their terms whatever their terms are in regards to music licensing um you have the possibility of running into excuse me owner like issues as far as like who owns the track if multiple people are using the same sample or loop and it sounds identical um that so you know it may create some issues in in licensing it happens um and it can it can stop everything like it'll stop royalties like until they figure out like who owns it you know um yeah it, just, it can be a headache um so i will proceed with caution and keep that in mind if you're trying to pitch it for tv and film what's up d artist kingston what's good John Tendo says, is there a way for you to maybe give me some feedback on my tracks? Really going for sync licensing. Where do you get your briefs? Get my briefs from the, from the music libraries, the music publishers. So, speaking of feedback, y'all gonna love this. This is, this is huge. So, this Friday, what time am I doing? It was like 7.30. 7.30 this Friday. I will be doing live critiques for tv and film we're gonna see if y'all music is ready for tv and film so um hopefully all of you guys are on my email list if you're not on my email list you need to get on my email list because i'm gonna email you um the instructions on how to submit um i'm only doing like one song per artist per producer um and then um, we're going in order. So it's like a first come, first serve. I won't be able to get to everybody, but you can skip the line. There will be an opportunity to skip the line through Super Chats. So I will be doing that Friday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. If you're not on my email list, um, this is how you can get on my email list. Download the free six-step guide. Go to clintproductions.com, link in my bio. You don't have to go and pay for the course if you don't want to after you get the free guide. You get the free guide, you'll get on my email list, and I'll send you an email. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow's Thursday. I'll send you an email tomorrow with the instructions on how to submit the song that you want to be critiqued here live on YouTube. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing. That's how I can give you guys some, some feedback on the fly, live. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna do that for you guys um so you can hear so you can hear live like what what's needed what works what doesn't work and why um so that's what i'm gonna do it's gonna be dope don't miss it so yeah make sure you get on that email list if you aren't already i know a lot of you already are um so you'll, you'll get the email um yeah Conquest, what's good? He says, what's the best way to sell a beat to a person and still collect royalties? So, um, 
so you sell a beat to somebody, say you do an exclusive, um, produce it, sell it to them, hey, they cut a record, they release it, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's a couple ways. Uh, so first you have to register the song um, with with the pros. Um, so if, if, in this, if it's an exclusive joint, they wrote the lyrics, you did the music, you guys go to BMI, CSAC, ASCAP, whatever. Um, again, depending on which country, I know people watch from different countries. So um, make sure that's registered. That's how you'll get your performance royalties. Um, so that means if something's played on on radio, if it's played on uh, TV film, if there's a like a live concert that's eligible for a live performance that you can um, you can I know in, in CSAC, you can like input uh, a concert, a live concert that this song was performed on um, and you can get paid royalties for that. So you have to make sure that song is registered uh, with the pros and then um i i suggest you know with distro kid they have a teams feature so if you want to get like your mechanical royalties from the streams and the song single or album sales um distro kid allows you again i said this today is sponsored by distro kid but um, they allow you to use this teams feature so you can put the splits of the song right on the release before y'all like release it and um, so you can do like 50-50, 50% producer, 50% artist. And then every time that song is streamed or bought, DistroKid automatically pays you, you know, your percentage of, um, of that song. So it makes it super easy and manageable. Um, and then the last step after that would be um, signing up with, with SongTrust. Um, and then they'll just make sure, they'll just cover you, make sure um that song is registered in all the countries and things like that i think they collect um youtube ad revenue like content id stuff for you if that song is like on youtube and people are doing covers and the artists uploading it on youtube all of that stuff um so you can get ad revenue from that um so yeah that's that's pretty much how you know still still collect those royalties and i would recommend even i mean i would recommend doing a split sheet too always just so percentages are there written and and um and signed um essentially if, you know once you register with the pro that, those are basically your splits but it's making sure that stuff is is there and, and somewhere in somebody's system or on paper and signed so everybody knows who's getting what so yeah absolutely betsy no problem let's see John Tindall said, I just put 15 tracks on Pond 5 only because my songs were sitting on the hard. Hey, man, I'd rather, this is, this is how I feel. I'd rather have my music sitting on Pond 5's hard drive than sitting on mine's because my hard drive ain't going to make me no money. <laughs> so, hey, put it on Pond 5, man. Let it sit on there. Um, it has it has a higher chance of, of you know making some money over there than it does on your hard drive. So that's a good move, man. It's a smart move. I still have stuff on Pond Five. Every now and then, I get like twenty twenty five dollars from a license on something I did a long time ago. So yeah. Vincent Prime says, what type of business entity do you uh, recommend for music business as a startup? I, um, I do all mine's LLCs. Any business I start, it's a, an LLC. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what I do. Limits the liability from your, your personal assets. Kevin Michael says, you have any live feedback courses coming up? Um, uh, so the Road to 10 Placements, live sessions. Um, I'm going to do another one soon. I don't know exactly when, but I've been getting a lot of requests for it. So I'm going to have to bring that joint back. 
um, and what those are is, is pretty much man it's a zoom calls exclusive to only those who gets tickets and we sit down for like three hours and chop it up about music licensing strategies listening to music giving feedback answering questions all of that stuff man so um that is something that i will uh i will definitely have to have to bring back and do more of john says do you have a spreadsheet to keep tracks organized title composer pro uh yeah so each each company has like licensing company has their own system on titles and composers and things like that it's called metadata um a lot of them they do it differently a lot of them have spreadsheets i personally in my road to 10 placements course i have a spreadsheet to stay organized as far as who i reach out to um and the status of you know of that library when i reached out to them if i'm waiting to hear back if i signed a deal what kind of deal non-exclusive exclusive things like that so i include that in, in my bundle in the road to 10 placements bundle um for people who get that major pain says i bought the program but i need to learn how to metadata properly with the spreadsheet um yeah so that's uh metadata so boring man um but yeah it's pretty much and it depends on every company because every company wants something different like some of them want a description of the track um so when you're doing your description of the track you're describing like the vibe of the track or if it's lyrics you know what the what the song is about the story the message um how does the track make you feel is it energetic is it upbeat is it exciting dramatic um different things like that and then some of them want like keywords keywords going back to how the track makes you feel the mood um up tempo mid tempo slow different things like that um to help describe the song um so i like to think of it as just keywords it's probably like the easy easiest way um to really to really think about it All right, let's see. John says your link isn't working below for free six-step guide. Why isn't my link working? Clintproductions.com slash link in bio. Let's test it out. Because if it's not working, we don't have to talk to, uh, we have to talk to the website builder. Matter of fact, here, let me share my, uh... yeah, it worked, it worked for me. So this is what, uh... let's do it, let's do it together. All right, let me make this a little bigger. All right, so Clint Productions, dot com slash link in bio and i use this because this is where all my links are to get to everything that i have so you go here click this first one free guide and then from there just enter your name first name is fine and then your email address and then download the free guide six steps to, to tv placements that'll get you on my email list um, do that today and then I'll send you guys an email tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Eastern time um, with the details on how to submit your track because this Friday we are doing um, live song critiques to see if your music is ready for TV and film. I'm going to judge them based on TV and film sync. So because it's a, a little bit different. Um, especially for from from song lyrical perspective and structure perspective if you're doing beats and things like that um so it's going to be specifically geared towards 
you know, licensing your music for TV and film. So you guys don't want to miss it. It's going to be super dope. Um, and I know I'm going to hear some, some dope music um, and just be able to help you guys. So definitely um, make sure you, you guys uh, get added on that list. Where did that one comment go so I can... So yeah, that's the link. Noodlehopper says, start working at Guitar Center tomorrow. Congrats, that's what's up. You're around music all day. Uh, Nazi, great question. Let me get this out the way. It says, how do you ensure you receive revenue if your music is used internationally? Um, songtrust.com can help you with that. I had a link for Songtrust to give you a discount. But I, got, I can't find it though. <laughs> I be trying to I be trying to get y'all discounts, man. Like I don't know if y'all notice or not, but like every company I work with, I'm like, yo, like I need a discount for my people. Hey, y'all gotta kick me something. Um, ah, I'll find it. When I find it, I'll add it to my to my link in bio. I used to have it on my Lincoln bio. Then, like, I switched a bunch of stuff around. All right, let's see. I'm gonna take one more question, and then I'm gonna have to hop off. Let's see. Scroll through. I know I missed a few. What up, creative? Um, let's see. And if y'all love the information, man, go ahead and smash that like button. that joint mad complicated all right so i'll create i'll create a special link for that because that ain't nobody gonna remember that joint um so yeah let me take one more question and then i'm gonna hop off man um no nah, no doubt conquest glad i was able to help that's what i'm here for uh let's see Jeremy, aside from being an independent artist, what other dope employment opportunities are out there in the music industry? Um, man, so you you, you kind of got to think outside the box, right? So there's a lot of moving parts, even even in the film, like the film side, man. Like you got you got the crew, like in TV and film, um, and this is more so production, not post production. But in post production, you have editors. Um, those are the people who um pretty much man i think they use like a lot of freelancers sometimes too where like you you're editing different scenes and things and putting the music to the film and things like that they give you access to the library of music that they use um and you're like editing scenes and things for for the tv shows um so you have jobs like that um uh man you got music coordinators um people working in the licensing de licensing department on the admin side um man you have like uh sound designers um so you have people creating sound effects for different things um uh and that's both on video games and the, the tv and film side like uh you know just the different noises and sound effects and things like that um you have 
engineers uh audio engineers um man you know it's just you, you just gotta think about watch the credits the end the end credits of any tv show and look at the crew or go to imdb.com and um go to the music department go to go to imdb.com look up a show or a movie then scroll down to the music department you'll see everybody who's involved in the music department um so yeah and then in the music industry you can go to you can go to like bmi.com they be having job opportunities csac.com ascap.com um the different publishers like they they're, they're corporate like they have corporate positions as well if that's something that you're you know you're looking into you want to get experience um and just see uh how their systems work and and how things work from from the inside those are those are dope ways to kind of to learn that so yeah man dope question hopefully that helps i'm about to hop off and find some food because i'm kind of hungry but i appreciate y'all coming through man uh make sure you guys subscribe again thank you everybody for the support coming through and um yeah i'm gonna be shooting that email out we're gonna do live song reviews this friday excuse me let's get it i'm out peace Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.